very first up and coming with Rebecca Blakely episode, very first up and coming episode, and with Rebecca Blakely, who's actually designed the up and coming logo, which is great. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm super excited to get this going and talk to you more about your experiences. Me and Rebecca have worked together on Instagram TV on <laughs> Project CI channel, um, and it's always a blast just because we have worked together all the time with Project CI, so I'm super excited to have you on this new podcast. Basically, I'll just launch into the questions and we can go from there. So you started Made by Rebecca all in covid when the breakdown the shutdown not breakdown when the shutdown was all beginning in the comfort of your bedroom you're definitely a testament to everyone starting passion projects that they've been meaning to get going what was the first step in the right direction that launched made by rebecca i kind of like started made by rebecca but like i didn't really have any um idea like what i expected out of it so i just kind of started learning how to use photoshop and then i had just gotten an ipad and like started using procreate and then when i started making an instagram and then like people kind of caught wind of my posts they really liked them if i didn't have a lot of like friends and stuff supporting the posts it probably wouldn't have taken it off like it did but it was really cool like a lot of my friends reposted the stuff i made for them so it was just kind of fun to make, like, my own little digital drawings of people. <laughs> so, you made yeah. one of me, Thank so you. I feel famous. <laughs> you were, like, Thank you for shirt. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were working on my plaid pants for a long time. <laughs> I remember hearing about yeah, that. that. took me so long. Yeah, I'm sorry that I picked a photo with plaid. So, moving on to my next question. Obviously, you're creating visuals for people, and that's exactly what design is all about. Have you been able to be part of an even bigger picture for a company or a client in the grand scheme of their marketing plan? I've worked with a couple small businesses throughout Massachusetts. I'm not going to say their names just for like their own privacy purposes, but um, I have gotten to work with some small businesses, which has been really cool. Um, one that I will name actually in down the Cape is uh, Saltwater Creations. I've like designed a lot of her merch and a lot of stickers for her so that's been really cool because i've got kind of gotten to take hold of that whole project and like work with her hands-on with it and then other companies just like in boston i've helped one like revamp their logo i made some highlight covers for them so yeah it's been pretty cool to work with some companies what's a big takeaway that you've learned when it comes to being your own boss and doing all these freelance jobs i'd say like one thing was like learning to value my work, not sell myself short. Um, that's kind of, I kind of learned that from you, but like when I'm pricing like different designs and stuff, over time, I kind of saw that I was selling myself short, like I said. So definitely like learning how to work with clients and like set rules and guidelines as far as like what you expect from them and then what they're going to be able to expect from you. That side of it, I think has been really important. Do you want to tell the podcast listeners what you used to charge? Yeah. <laughs> At the start of it, I didn't charge. Like, I just did them mm -hmm. for free, like the digital portrait drawings. And then Abby was like, Rebecca, what are you doing? So I still felt bad. So I literally charged like $5 per portrait. <laughs> Not that that's bad, but like I could have charged so much more. But I always, I think back to like 
Rebecca designed, everybody, Rebecca designed uh, part of my mom's school's yearbook. My mom's a teacher. Um, and I think that you had said, like, that whole sheet of the page would be, like, $8 or something really, like, random and tiny. And I was like, uh, she'll do, like, 40 or whatever she did. I don't remember. But it's pretty funny. You've come a long way, yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. With awesome. your help. Oh, so fun. So exciting. Really glad my Instagram graphics and quotes that I repost onto my story have inspired you. So, on to the beast, Etsy. What is your relationship with Etsy? And should we expect anything new from you soon? So, I didn't really get to focus on Etsy that much during the school year, just because, like, school is a big commitment. A lot of time consumed by schoolwork. So, um... As far as Etsy, right now, it still has all my summer stuff on there, but um, I am kind of putting a few things together for the future, so maybe within the next month or two, I'll have a couple new items out, which is kind of cool, um, but yeah, I do have some things in the works, so that's been kind of fun. You're not going to give us a sneak peek? No, I'm just kidding. Great. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I know that I bring up Project CI all the time, obviously. For those listening, <laughs> Rebecca's currently the public relations lead um so she manages our instagram she makes designs and she keeps me in check which is great <laughs> always <laughs> um, um but yeah how has it worked out for you yeah so as you said i'm the pr lead i've made more in feed graphics than i can count on both hands so like it's definitely kept me busy and i like love working with project ci's um branding and like the logos and stuff because it's super like straightforward it's fun to just like mess around with different patterns and whatnot so that's been fun and then um yeah I am the unseen face of the Instagram so <laughs> it's kind of fun to manage it and like get to post everybody's stuff because well I feel like in other roles in Project CI like it's a very um like Project CI basically is the eboard as a PR person, like, you don't really get to work with everyone necessarily, but because I run the Instagram, I kind of, like, spread myself around and, like, get to, you know, talk to everybody, which is nice. Yeah, you, like, branch the events and the PR and the administrative <laughs> yeah. side. <laughs> Moving on from Project Creative Industries, is there a software that sticks out to you? You've used a lot of different design softwares, so I want to know what's your fave, why, let me know. I mean, I feel like I talk about it all the time, but Procreate is my favorite on my iPad because I just like, I literally can do anything on that app and it's just great. Also, Photoshop was nice until the trial ran out, but you know, it's fine. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I think those are the two main ones that like I've used. I haven't really experimented with that many, to be honest. Like I've tried Adobe Illustrator once, I think, but I was more comfortable using Procreate just because it's like kind of easier to learn. It's easier if you find a software that you like and you just kind of like keep going with it and use it for the long haul because then you kind of know all the ins and outs. I totally agree with that with like Premiere Pro versus Final Cut. I will never yeah, touch it's... Final Cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's like a job posting that requires Final Cut, I don't go after it. I'm like, where is Premiere Pro? <laughs> it's yeah, kind of funny. Let's just ignore that job posting. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know that language, but... <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah, don't know her, don't want to know her. <laughs> so, what do you use 
each of your four main platforms for. You have Etsy, you have your website, <laughs> Instagram, and TikTok. What are each of their main functions? First, Squarespace I use for my website. It's basically just like my portfolio if I want to like show my work to any potential clients or anything. And then I also like have a link to my Etsy on it. Then Etsy, I used to sell all of the merch that I made. So like over the summer, I sold t-shirts and some stickers. So that was fun, kind of like learning how to use that because I always like wondered how Etsy worked. And then Instagram, I use just to like post all my artwork that I make, kind of like repost things that I've done with people, different projects and stuff. And then TikTok, TikTok, I try to be like kind of more creative. I like make a lot of videos that like show me drawing, but it's like to the beat of the music. So those have been really fun and kind of like those are my most popular videos is like when the designing is like in sync with the music. So I've made a lot of those on TikTok, just kind of like for entertainment purposes. And yeah, also if like Instagram Reels counts separately as Instagram, I love using that too, but (laughs) yeah. Have any of your Instagram Reels gotten like a crazy engagement rate at all? I have like, I think most of them have like either a thousand to 2000 views, which is like pretty good for only having like 900 followers but nothing like tiktok but yeah like 2000 views ish we use instagram reels on the food instagram yara and i and we have definitely noticed like (laughs) it's crazy how many views it gets but then people don't really engage with it i feel like a lot of people just skip really fast yeah, like, they watch it, but they don't like it or comment or anything. It's kind of depressing. Like, <laughs> I think we had hit, like, 500 views on, like, a foodies reel and had gotten 60 likes. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, it was a clean video. Well, I feel robbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How has TikTok been in terms of publishing content and gaining followers? I wouldn't know because I am not on TikTok because I was spending too much time. I missed the days when you were on TikTok. I feel like me and you especially used to send a ton to each other. Yeah. Uh, I still send TikTok. I love it. But now I'm just like on Instagram reels and it's just not the same at all. It's okay. I I bring the TikToks to you. (laughs) That's true. That's so true. (laughs) Okay. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, um, TikTok's been super cool. I launched it in, I think it was like June or July. I literally like launched it the day before I went to the Cape and I posted like three or four videos and I was like, I want one to go viral, like please. And it did while I was at the Cape. And so I was like super excited about that. And then ever since then, I like kept posting and posting and I think I have like maybe four or five viral videos in total. I've gotten like a lot of um, followers from it, a lot of attention from it. So it's been kind of crazy. Like I'm not super viral or anything, but like it was kind of cool to see like what it's like to have an audience on there. That is sick. I love how you have your stats in your Instagram bio. That's like a smart flex. Gotta gotta promote. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Do you edit every video in TikTok or do you bring it out of TikTok? When Instagram came out with Instagram Reels, I started like editing or no, I would like post my TikToks to Instagram Reels. So like I kind of edited them on both of those, if that. No, it makes Um, sense. I get it. 
I edit it in TikTok and then also on Instagram Reels. Tell me about the best design piece from your portfolio. So I think I have like two favorites. One is of, her name was Kylie Kadic. I'm not sure if that's how you say her last name. It might be Kadic or something. Ooh. Yeah, she she like had her hand held out and kind of like it was very glittery. A lot of different, what's the, what's the word? Like blurred areas in the image. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in a podcast. Um, but anyway... <laughs> So that was a really cool like portrait I did. And then I did another one of Greg Sulkin, who if anybody liked Wizards of Waverly Place, like he was on that show. One of my favorite celebrities, I met him in New York. (laughs) I posted an image of him that I drew and he actually reposted it. So that was really cool. I think those two have been my favorite and they're definitely more recent. You should be proud of yourself. That's dope. Thank you. So, how do you respond when a client gives you harsh criticism? I've worked with a couple different clients that are very, like, brutally honest when they don't like a design. And I'm a sensitive person. So, like, at first, when I was first starting out, I would, like, kind of not get offended, but I was like, oh, they don't like my design. Like, I'm kind of upset. But then I realized, like, they're just trying to, like, get the design to be exactly how they want. And that's, what like, kind of what my job is. So, I, like learn to take the criticism as a good thing use it as like a challenge to kind of meet their expectations but also go above and beyond them so yeah I kind of take it as a challenge now instead of as a criticism have you gotten any weird criticism has anyone been like Uh, I really hate the way you draw people's noses (laughs) (laughs) um thankfully I don't think I have it's more like People don't like the font or people don't like the color or something like that. Thankfully, no. But I haven't gotten asked to like completely redesign things, like just completely start over. And that's frustrating, but it worked out in the end. So, and I got paid more. So like, hey, it works out. You can't complain. Love it. I think it's interesting how metrics have become like a way of people justifying like not creating art how do you let these key metrics not impact you that way if you're seeing designs not hitting a certain number of likes or a certain number of comments saves whatever it may be how do you yeah keep that separate from what you personally are impacted by well I think part of the thing that's not to like sound any type of way but like a lot of my posts aren't like personal to me like I'm making posts for other people I'm not taking people's reactions to them as personal as I would if it was my own thing like my own design I don't know I think I just kind of like separate people's reactions to my art from what they would maybe like what they think of me or what they're saying about me like I don't really think of it that way I I guess (laughs) do you use the save collection feature yourself like do you ever use that yeah, I I actually started using it a lot because I find a lot of, like, inspiration for um, future posts from it. Like, if I like how someone did the background of their photo in the future, I'll be like, oh, well, I can use this in my next post or something like that. So it's definitely good finding inspiration. I do like it as well. So what key metrics do you use to track your design success? I mainly just post my designs to Instagram. So, like, Instagram metrics is mainly what I use. 
so I kind of check like who, how many people have shared my posts. And if a lot of people have, then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm doing something right here. <laughs> and then um, a lot of people, like if people like the image that I made, like they'll save it with like the little bookmark button. Um, so I look at that. And then I think the main indicator that's kind of obvious is like how many likes it got. Like if things get a lot of likes and I'm like, oh, people were like really excited about this post that I made. And then, you know, it kind of like varies, but definitely likes is a big one. Comments I don't look at so much because like people are different about commenting on posts. Like it just depends on how you are. And then definitely like how many people have saved it and then how many people have sent it around. So obviously, well, maybe not obvious because of the imaginary people that are listening to us right now the people i don't know how to refer to hey guys what's up right now you're going through a whole rebranding people can see it on your instagram i know you're changing up your website what should followers expect from you for theme changes on your marketing so i kind of changed up my logo and my color scheme a little bit i wanted something that was kind of more dainty and like professional so it was kind of fun to play around with a lot of different styles when i was figuring out how I wanted to rebrand myself. Yeah, so I kind of chose like a cursive font along with more of a, um, I think it's like a, I think it's Playfair display. Not that anybody actually knows what that font is, but it's just very like, almost like an aerial, but with the twist. Um. (laughs) That was the most most designery, designer thing you can say. Oh my god. Abby, look who you're talking to, though. <laughs> oh, this will be such this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, but anyway, so the Ariel with a twist font. Um, <laughs> anyway, it. so um, I love sharing, like, quotes on my account recently, because I like how it looks in your feed, and then also, like, people enjoy reading the quotes, so um, I'm try- trying to incorporate some of those. So yeah, kind of like working on my aesthetic, making it more pastel, clean looking. I love it. It's been fun. This has been an absolute blast, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to get this episode up and for you to be the first person and to use your logo on everything. Yes. But thank you so much for joining. Thanks for interviewing me. And this has been Up and Coming with Rebecca Blakely. And Abigail Sullivan. Yes, I'm here too. So, I'm just starting recording. Oh, you're actually asking this. <laughs> Should I not? What's your favorite font, Rebecca? <laughs> um, it has to be Ariel with a twist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>